Hi there, Bulldogs. Welcome to Career Chat. This is Kylie, your host, an alumnus of DeSales University and a former career ambassador. I am super excited to be hosting this podcast to help provide all of you guys with valuable information relating to career development. Prepare to hear from our professional staff, students, and DeSales professors as we help you explore your interests, develop your skills, and implement a plan for a fruitful career in the future. With that being said, let's get started with this week's episode. Spencer, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you Hi, so Kylie. Much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for Zooming in with me on um, this crazy Thursday night in the middle of the DeSales uh, midterms, sort of. We just got our midterms back. Um, so why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself so you can get introduced to all of the listeners? Yeah, I'll uh, start off by giving that icebreaker we love in classes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Spencer Darty. I am a business administration major here, and I also study data analytics, pursuing that minor. Um, this is my junior year. Um, I really love it here so far, and uh, I've had some awesome opportunities at the sales, and I, I truly do really enjoy it here. So Awesome. Yeah, I feel like that's, uh, that's always the hardest part, is like your elevator pitch, like how you're going to how you're going to kind of explain yourself to people. But um, so I know I heard a lot about you. I have heard that you have some really awesome experiences through the grapevine. I've, I've been told that you are just someone that I needed to talk to um, because you've had some really, really wonderful experiences. So I know you're currently doing an internship, correct? Correct. Yeah. So I'm a digital government and public policy intern at SAP. I've been doing this for about a year and a half so far, and I, I really love it. And it's been it's been an awesome experience so far. So how did you like kind of stumble upon that position? And what was that entire process like for you? So it's a pretty funny story, actually. I really didn't see it coming. Um, originally, I was a... Uh, I was a track athlete here, and and a good friend of mine, Daniel O'Neill, was on the team. Um, we are basically the same person. We have the similar personalities. So when we um, when when we uh, you know connected, it was kind of like uh, the world had the parallel in it. And he did this program in DC that, and he said, Spencer, you have to do this. And I was like, ah, okay, I'll throw an application out there. And he really guided me through that process, inspired me to pursue it. And I got in, and that's kind of how it all started. I um, this program was called TFAS, the Fund for American Studies. They're a uh, a um, an internship and academic program in Washington D.C. They house their students. They um, give them a course at George Mason University, and they have all these partners that they place um, their students in internships. So you still have to interview for these for these placements and. Originally, I saw that they had Ford Motor Company as one of their partners. I told myself, this is where I want to go. If I don't get into them, the, the Ford Motor Company, then I'm really going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's because since I was a kid, I always, want, I always love cars. I still love cars to this day. And I'm like, I want to work for Ford. Mm-hmm. So I'm preparing for this interview. And when I was really young, I had this idea for a car. I'm talking, I was about 10 years old. I sent Ford Motor Company a letter of oh my, my designs, <laughs> and and I you know pulled these this out of my drawer, and I'm thinking to myself, this this has to count as something, 
and I'm going to like show this to them. Like, listen, I've been wanting to work for you since, since this age. And I, and here I am, like, give me an opportunity. And a couple weeks go by and unfortunately I didn't get it. And I was kind of shook. So all of a sudden my, (laughs) I know I was like, Come on. <laughs> like I, I did this. I had this dedication <laughs> growing up and you're just gonna say no. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. So it really shook my world a little bit. And um and so my um my internship coordinator for the organization was like, It's okay, we'll find you something else. And I'm like, What's going on here? What's gonna mm-hmm. happen? Then all of a sudden, um my manager, current manager at SAP reaches out, like, Hey, do you have anyone interested in technology? And you know, as a tech junkie, my um, coordinator was like, Hey, th- try this guy. So I really, um, he gave me a shot. And that's how I, that was kind of like a pivotal moment for my career so far is, you know, my manager really gave me an opportunity based off of my passion. And since then, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for that opportunity, but it's definitely been a journey and, and uh, many surprises along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. That, that's a very, I think, I think the world works out in a funny way, kind of like you end up falling into what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, but it can definitely be super devastating along the way when you, you think that things are supposed to end up a certain way and that's just not not what's supposed to happen. Um, but I'm, I'm really glad you fell into your role. You seem really, really passionate about it. So do you mind mentioning a little bit sort of about what you do day to day for the internship? So the general role of the Government Affairs Office is to identify political um, officials and policymakers that SAP can help with their issues. So, for example, one of the, um, one of the projects that I was able to be involved in um, in my in my internship was to reduce the recidivism rate in Arkansas. The governor, Governor Hitchinson, was very passionate about this issue, and basically, they're all running on this really old computer software. Information is very slow to travel, and Policymakers don't really understand how their legislation impacts the community. And the recidivism rate, criminals would go back to prison after already being there. About 40% of them would mm-hmm. experience this trend. So how do, we re- how do we reduce this? So SAP acknowledged that one of the big issues was that we need to connect the criminal justice department so that they can see in real time how policy impacts that problem. So after installing that software, they were able to reduce the amount of times criminals went back to prison because they could see in um, different areas of the criminal justice department um, that they couldn't have seen before without this software. So it's really inspiring to be able to work on something that directly helps society. And it really, you know, pushes me to you know, put a little extra effort in at every project. So that's one of my favorite things to talk about. I'm really passionate in criminal justice. Some of my day-to-day activities like, um, kind of revolve around tracking policies, um, what's happening on the Hill, um, what's going to impact SAP's business, and what are some opportunities like what I just spoke to you about that um, SAP can help with. So it's been really inspiring. I've really been loving it. So I know that we've spoken sort of about uh, networking specifically, and I know that in a role like yours, um, it's absolutely very essential to network. So why don't we start off, I'll ask you, why do you think networking is so important? 
Great question. So kind of briefly in the beginning of our podcast, I talked to you about my my journey and how I got here. Mm -hmm. And those things would are only possible if I would have networked. If if I would have if I haven't have talked to um, my friend on the track team about having these aspirations, then none of this stuff would have come to prosper. So I think step one is just acknowledging what you're passionate about. And you can do this stuff by reading online, about watching movies, what inspires you, and you know what type of work kind of falls in, in, into that area. Um, once you have a general idea of, of like if you want to get into technology, if you want to get into medicine, um, if you want to get into criminal justice, whatever it may be, you know, you have to start talking to your professors. You need to start talking to your friends in the classes. And eventually you'll see as you kind of share your passions that doors open up like crazy. You know, everyone kind of links together and it's truly inspiring. So a lot of people are hesitant to invest in networking because they kind of say like, oh, I don't want to, I feel bad asking people for, for, um, for help with my, yeah. for my stuff. And, um, I think that's like a completely wrong mentality to have. And if you, you know, have that issue, you could, you, you need to start thinking about how we can help this person. You know, if you, if you're in a job fair, um, you know, stop thinking about, Hey, I, I have to find a job for myself and start thinking about how we can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an interview, um, earlier this summer for a internship and, as I was preparing for the interview, I talked to my professor and, and Dr. Craig, and he was giving me tips. And he opens up this book by uh, Sarah Sandberg, one of um, the chief executives of Facebook. Mm-hmm. And she's a superstar. And in her book, she says, when, the, when your interviewer asks you if you have any questions for me, say, how can I best help you? You see, that turns the tables. And... It, it you know, question. it puts yourself in a. I know it puts yourself in a position of saying, "How can I make your job easier?" And you know what? That's what networking is all about. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's when you start feeling good about networking. And that's when the other person starts to reciprocate and helps you. And it's also really easy being young and networking because a lot of people have empathy. If you have a passion and you're young and you're showing that, mm-hmm. then people are really quick to help you. So it's really inspiring. I think too, um, I was thinking the other day, I actually was just speaking to one of my classmates about, um, I'm applying for medical school in the spring and she goes, Oh, I have like three, three cousins that are doctors at a local medical school. Like, why don't I give you their email? And I was like, um, of course, (laughs) absolutely. And so now I'm in contact with all these physicians, um, who know people who know people. Um, and it, it really is like those small connections that kind of kind of set you apart from other people. I've had something similar happen. We had um, a medical school come to DeSales and one of the, the dean actually, like he openly invited us all to come and like look at the medical school. He was like, just send me an email. We can set something up. I was the only person that did it. I, I showed up at the medical school one day, I emailed him and, and I got a tour of the medical school. I sat down with him. We talked about kind of my journey and all that kind of stuff. And he told, he told me, he was like, you're the only person that actually came. You're the only person that ever reached out. And he was like, I'm definitely going to remember you. And I was like, I sure hope so. So (laughs) um, it's things like that, that sort of, sort of do set you apart. And the thing is though, is it does take effort. 
Um, and I think some students are a little bit shy in the fact that they, they don't want to ask for the help or say what they could offer to someone else. I think they're very much think that they're sort of in a submissive role in the process, but it really is sort of about um, taking what you can out of the situation and making the, the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love how you bring up shy because I, I remember, you know, as a freshman when I would go to my first career fair and I was extremely intimi- intimidated and mm-hmm. I would walk into the room and I would instantly walk back and kind of yep. pace around. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I got this. I review my elevator pitch. I go back in and then I just go back out again, pace around. But, you know, what was really nice to kind of, you know, help me, you know, get the juices flowing was um, Kristen Eicholtz was like saying, hey, listen, I placed um, a test round right in front of the doors and it was Enterprise and uh, that was one of her friends there. And she said, Hey, any students who want to practice their elevator pitch can just do it on me first. It was brilliant. So it was a really strong move on her end. And it really kind of helped me kind of get, you know, get, you know, get some confidence there. So I went up to her. I literally said verbatim, can I practice my elevator pitch on you? (laughs) And she was so welcoming and, you know, she allowed me to kind of, you know, break the ice. So that, that was, you know, it was, it was really easy to jump into that environment because, you know, the Christian Icoats has made it so easy. I quickly realized how like nice people were. People are very empathetic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that it's not as, it's not bad at all. No. And, and as long as you make it fun, even if you're shy, just like, like go out and just, you know, start a conversation. And this is what these people do for a living. That like their HR, their recruiters, they they talk. They yeah. like they can handle that. So I think just initiating it is the challenge. And I think too, um, I went to a conference in Philadelphia last October, and it was uh, I went to a breakout session that was all about networking, and it was the CEO of I believe Target, and she had us all switch um, switch seats in the room, so we had to sit next to people we didn't know. And basically she had us just talk about our lives, like nothing professional, nothing about sort of what we actually did for work or what we were doing, but literally just things we were going like that were going on in our lives. So I sat next to a lady who really liked baking. I love baking. I, it's my favorite thing to do. I hope I am on a baking show later in life. I forget being a doctor, <laughs> I'll be a baker. Um, and we got along really, really well. She had kids that played softball. I played softball growing up. I was like an all-star athlete. Um, and it was really, really nice because I think sometimes we forget that the people we're talking to are human. Um, we think that like there are these people on these pedestals and they have absolutely no life out of like their professional life. And that's just so not true. Um, and I think like once you get over that idea that like these are like scary professional people and you realize that they're just human beings and they go home to families and they have dogs and they like going outside and hiking and all that kind of stuff, you realize that you have a lot more in common with people than you realize. And you can use that to your, not use it to your advantage because obviously like it's not like a manipulative thing, but you have a lot in common with people that you can talk about that doesn't necessarily have to be exactly about like the profession itself. Absolutely. It's a really good segue into talking about, you know, professional things, the things that matter for the job, but the more authentic you are, the more, the more um, engaging you are and, and asking, you know, what do what do these people do, you know, socially what do they do as their hobbies and it's a really 
it's a good reminder, as you say, these are people like these, like they're, they were in your shoes at one point and it, it, you know, it really puts you at ease. Mm-hmm. Kind of segueing into more advice for students. Is there anything that you would recommend for students um, who may not quite understand the benefits of networking or unsure kind of how to start networking? Um, I feel like it's kind of something you practice like as you like go through life. Um, but uh, maybe just, kind of advice for how you kind of get that ball rolling in your mind and how you sort of start doing that. So I think one of the barriers with those, you know, the shy students or the students that don't have much networking experience, one of the barriers I think is what we learn about networking is, is, is like the next step. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really cover how do you start. So I would like to, kind of give a, a more so technical step-by-step guide mm-hmm. um, to, you know, get the ball rolling. Because like mm-hmm. I said, I think that's the only challenge. Once you get the ball rolling, you know, everything goes from there. You kind of decide when that when that stops. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't really acknowledge like the power they have when they network. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll give an instance that literally required zero intelligence of networking and i was able to use this tactic and work my way up to the west swing and this was a great connection of mine i'll tell you exactly how it happened so so (laughs) (laughs) so during this internship there was an alumni event where where all the alumni were there and they were kind of like standing up and giving a little gist about themselves and there's some you know there's some time to talk to them talk to them later. Mm-hmm. So one of the guys stood up and he said, I'm a domestic policy advisor to the president. I'm like, this is super cool. I have to talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's the man in the room. And instantly when we were allowed to talk to them, everyone kind of gathers around him and they're just standing around and, and kind of giving him attention. And I'm, I'm like in the back of the group. I'm like trying to look, you know, look over, yeah. get a glimpse and and like people just went shy they're just standing around there they're expecting they're expecting him to initiate something mm-hmm. and i kind of he was talking about at the time that the white house was flooded because there's been there's been a storm and the basement there experienced some some uh, drainage problems so so i um i i popped in i literally just yelled so now you have a pool in the basement <laughs> and it chuckled and that started a conversation and i left that by saying hey can we exchange business cards and like can we can we talk sometime so that is literally my tactic which is just initiate something that literally required zero networking <laughs> experience or intelligence at all <laughs> so after we exchanged business cards um i kind of i i dug through his linkedin i uh, i searched like what his background is like like what he does and and then i avoided those questions when i talked to him right because mm-hmm. like there's nothing worse than like oh like where did you go to school oh uh um yeah uh, what did you study and like what did you do you know those we want to get to like the subject matter which mm-hmm. is you know what you know what do you love about what you do and what would your be your advice for me because what gives those people a lot of reward is is you know mentoring people that were once in their shoes Mm-hmm. So, like I said, just going but before I get too far ahead, going back to saying the only thing that really matters 
when you make a connection is just initiating it. Everything else kind of comes along. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you feel a connection with that person, then keep going. If you don't, then back off. But if you initiate enough conversations in a networking environment, then you're, you're bound to, to hit gold. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> but yeah, so now me, me, his name's Joel. Me and him are great friends now. Um, we uh, went to devotions um, together during the summer, and um, oh my god, yeah. So that. he'll uh, all because you said that there's a pool in the basement. I know all because I said now there's a pool in the basement. <laughs> I love that, and it's it's little things like that too. So um, last year I worked at the Health and Wellness Opportunities Fair. Um, and a lot of things like, you know, I, I want to go to medical school, so I, I don't, I, and I have a, I have a job of employment. Like I, I, I'm kind of, I wasn't really looking for a job or anything, but I was based, me and Molly were the students that basically worked on the health and wellness opportunities expo along with some other career ambassadors, but we kind of took the lead on it and I was in charge of the employers. Um, so I was sending them emails probably like 20 times. Like there were so many emails and the day of the event, I had laryngitis. So my poor soul, I like could barely talk. I was like squeaking to these employers, Uh, but they all remembered me. Um, like they remembered me for my emails and my follow-ups. I connected with all of them on LinkedIn, um, because I knew that I would be at least a familiar name to them. And then I introduced myself again at the event. And that was 30 connections I made simply from introducing myself, asking them if they needed anything, talking a little bit about their company, um, just in case I knew anyone that I could direct to them that might be a good candidate for their employment, um, and just things like that. And that opened my world to connections that now I have. And, you know, I may not need them right now, but I could also have a friend who wants to be a nurse and she wants to work at Lehigh Valley Health Network. Well, all the lovely people in HR that I've met over the years, I might be able to direct them to someone. So it really is about those connections and it really it doesn't have to be such a complex conversation either. Like it literally was, they had a conversation about how poorly I was suffering because I couldn't talk and it was the one day I needed to talk. <laughs> so <laughs> it's things like that too, that, that really, really do make the difference. Yeah. Not everyone has a squeaky voice when you first no. talk to them. So, yeah, so I think that, I think that really is a, a, a good piece of advice, especially just, just initiating conversation. Um, and it doesn't have to be anything hard. It just has to be something. And honestly, if it's funny, heck, it'll probably get a few laughs too. <laughs> or if your voice is funny, you'll probably get a few laughs too. Who knows? But then the connections you make from that could be ones that last a while and get you places too. So you never know. You really never know. So just so for, so for the viewers, you're basically saying, um, breathe in some helium and and yes. and start Absolutely. talking to them. <laughs> yes. that, that is exactly what I mean. Leave a lasting impact. That, that's the way to do it. <laughs> but um, I think that that's great advice, and I think that that's a great that's a great connection. That's really impressive. <laughs> Uh, thank you. Yeah. But like I said, it, it doesn't take much. It just starts with that initiation and you start talking about your passions and you kind of pick their brain and, mm-hmm. you know, either, you know, they're either way they're, they're going to, you know, they're going to give back at, at some degree. They're, they're going to 99% of the time say yes to grab coffee or say yes to a phone call. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when you can do some research on them, ask them some questions that, you know, interest you. Um, 
And yeah, it's it's truly amazing how much can develop from such a silly like starter. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I think too, like it, it doesn't even have to be people like directly in your field of interest either. Um, I mean, I I know I'm also really passionate about like criminal justice system. I took a course um, at Rutgers when I was still there, all about the criminal justice system and all about kind of the failures that are currently happening and the things that we need to change. Um, and one of the things I do with that professor is every month um, we send each other articles about things that we've seen um, and thing developments we've seen in the criminal justice system. And you know that doesn't directly influence my sort of pathway per se, but I mean, it influences my advocacy work, of course, because that's something I am passionate about. So it's just things like that. Also, not every connection has to be one that you think will benefit you directly in that moment. Um, You know, it's just nice to get to know people too. And, you know, especially if it's something you're passionate about as well. Absolutely. Just to talk to people and, and develop authentic relationships. And if you, if you are strategic minded, then you can think about it's practicing, it's, uh, it's helping you communicate better for the conversations that really do directly impact you. Mm-hmm. But, but you're absolutely right. It, it is really inspiring to see how networking can open doors. Mm-hmm. So moving on a little bit from networking, my final question for you, and I think, I think this is one that I think everyone can look back on too. So you're, you're a junior currently. Um, you've been very successful thus far. But what career advice would you give your past self? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Um, it's funny you say successful. I think a lot of people define success differently. And oh, sometimes yeah, very I, true. I, I, yeah, a lot of people, sometimes I, I, I don't feel successful at all. And I'll kind of pivot back to that point. But the career advice I would give to my past self is slow down. There's this song that I like by Billy Joel called Vienna, and it begins oh, by saying, "Slow." Oh, what an amazing song <laughs> and a phenomenal artist. <laughs> I love that. He starts off by singing, "Slow down, you crazy child." And I would tell myself, in when I was a freshman, to listen to that song and adopt it a little bit. Um, there were times when I was just really preparing to do something phenomenal that summer, and I would I would let you know, that initiative kind of consumed me during the weekends and during, during the social times, you know, my friends would ask me to go out and, you know, do things like with them and be social. And I would let this kind of consume me. So over the time I saw like, you know, I became a workaholic, my, you know, my work-life balance was definitely thrown off. So that would be my advice um, to my freshman year self. You know, I'm still trying to figure that out, but I've definitely made some really big leaps and improvements. Um, but there's one moment where it became really um, life-changing and it, it opened my eyes to to me and I said, hey, there's there's more to life than work. So this was a specific this was a specific day where um, SAP is a part of the American workforce pledge. This is a White House initiative that basically has all the big te- big tech companies um, signed up for, and and their um, their mission is to, you know, as AI and as computers become more advanced, and they're they're changing the ways we work, and they're changing the type of jobs that are available. For example, like there's no longer like that much of a need for a manufacturing worker. 
you know, this is done by robots. But there is a new need for those, you know, robot developers, those technicians. So how can we reskill those workers to, you know, not be left behind during the changing mm-hmm. economy? So that's what the whole initiative is about. And during one of their meetings, our CEO couldn't make it that day. So instead, SAP sent these top sales executives, and it was really awesome to network with them and hang out with them for the day. I connected um, with a friend of mine currently, and he has this awesome job that I, I really hope that I can be able to do something similar when I graduate. And And he's just been a superstar mentor, and he's really kind of inspired me to um, follow his footsteps. But we're hanging out with them. And later in the day, they take us out to dinner, me and the other interns. And we're going around the table and, and they initiate a conversation like, what are the crazy things you did in college? <laughs> so I won't go into the details of that conversation. But <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're saying all these awesome things. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I don't really have any of those stories to provide. Like, what was I doing? I was I was consumed by my work. And when I went back to school, I made it I made it my kind of mission to, you know, enjoy college while I'm here. So, you know, to wrap back to that question, yeah, the advice I would give to my past self would be to slow down, enjoy my time here, and you know, really live in the moment. Because these times aren't going to be here forever. They're very it's a very quick four years, as you know, you graduated. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> and, <very quick. laughs> and once you have, you know, once you have, um, once you have opportunities, like once you earned opportunities for internships and you kind of solidified your, you know, what you're doing at, at some, you know, beginning degree, right. Then you got to enjoy your time here because you don't want to look back and regret. So that's what, that's the advice I get to my past self. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I learned that earlier than later. Yeah, I agree. And I think too, um, what, what I learned while I was sort of, I was, I'm a similar person. Um, I'm very much involved in my work and if I'm not involved in my work, I'm involved in my advocacy work. So it's kind of like, I'm always involved in something, but yeah, one of the things that I've learned along, uh, along my college career is really, you need to slow down. Um, you need to enjoy your time with people and you need to give yourself time. Um, I feel like I always felt like I was thinking like next step, next step. Um, but sometimes like it's okay to pause and just be like, I'm living in the moment. Like I know that there's a next step eventually, but I'm not there yet. And that's okay. Um, you know, I could be going 20 miles an hour. I could have graduated like my junior year and like applied to medical school, but it's not um, you know, it's sometimes better to take things slow and to enjoy life. I mean, I'm in my gap year. I could have applied my senior year, but I wanted to enjoy my time. I mean, unfortunately it is, it's COVID time right now, but, um, it's given me a lot of time for kind of self exploration and enjoying hobbies and things like that. So, you know, sometimes it's okay to give yourself that time and to give yourself the opportunity to foster relationships and also foster new interests and things that you're passionate about outside of your field of work. If they overlap, that's wonderful. Um, but sometimes there's things outside of work that, you know, you may be equally as passionate about as well. Absolutely. Just relax, hang out and do things that are memorable with your friends. Yep. So uh, final question. Um, I'm just kind of curious. 
what does the world hold for you for the next uh, semester, senior year? Uh, what what are your plans? <laughs> <laughs> great question. Um, <laughs> I think most of it is unknown. That's a great question. You really blindsided me with this. You're making me think here. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. So I don't. I'm not really sure exactly what the future holds, and I'm excited by that. There's plenty of paths that I can that I can follow, and I used to be stressed by that, but. Now I continue to talk to people to get their advice on what I should do. And, you know, in that way, I learn more and it's kind of exciting. So I think when you have, you know, it's a good problem to have, right? Um, but I really want to give back to the sales. I, I, I think back to when I was a freshman and my mentor, Dan, he was a junior and he gave me these phenomenal opportunities and we're, we're great friends. And he, he really helped me become the person I am today. And I would love to give back to a student that has, you know, a similar drive and that, you know, would, that, you know, really is passionate about something. And um, I would love, to, you know, those paths across. And I want to make my remainder, the remainder of my time here at the sales, uh, more about giving back and more about, you know, helping people prosper. Like, you know, I, I was given opportunities to. So further down the line after graduation, I'm not exactly sure what I want to do. I think I want to get into government sales for software. I want to help the government run better, help improve people's lives. Um, I know that's a, a big, wide area, but um, like I said, that's it's a really um, there's a lot of doors open in that uh, under that umbrella, and that that excites me to pursue it. So. Spencer, thank you so much for, you know, spending this time with me and kind of sharing your experiences. You have wonderful experiences. And what I think I, I admire the most is your your willingness to give back in all capacities and your, your work environment and at the sales end. Not that that's not everyone, but um, I think uh, some people don't sort of make it the forefront. And even just speaking to you, it seems so much kind of like the forefront of your sort of mission in life. And it, it's a really wonderful, wonderful thing to see. So thank you so much for, you know, zooming in with me today and, you know, sharing all this wonderful information. Thank you, Kylie. I appreciate it. And if anyone listening would like to talk to me or would like to connect in any way, then um, reach out to the CDC, the Career Development Center, and I'm sure we can figure something out, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to your cooking show. Ah, uh, yes. I'm going to start it soon. You'll see me on Netflix. <laughs> I can't right. wait. I'll be the first viewer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Spencer. Thank you, Kylie. It's been a pleasure. All righty, everyone. First off, I would like to thank Spencer for taking the time and Zooming in with me and sharing a little bit about his story with all of you guys and with me. If you'd like to hear more from Spencer, maybe learn a little bit more about his internships thus far, feel free to click the link below. It'll take you to his LinkedIn and you can go ahead and connect with him. Maybe he can answer some questions for all of you guys. Secondly, I'd love to thank all of you guys for listening in to this week and I hope you guys continue to have a wonderful break.